Today is Reformation Sunday. It is our rah-rah celebrate Lutheranism Sunday. We, a lot of us, are wearing the team colors, which is red on this day, to represent the Holy Spirit. And we recognize the Spirit's disruptive guidance and commit to be carried along for this beautiful ride. But today, to simply say, yay us, does not seem appropriate. To sit comfortably in our red and be grateful that in the 1500s, a priest named Martin Luther started an avalanche of reform with his famous 95 Theses, it just doesn't seem quite right today. We don't, after all, celebrate something that is only in the past with Reformation. As we talked with the kids, if we're, if we're really Lutherans and we believe that we're an ever-reforming people, we would embrace what it means to be reforming now. We would celebrate the way that the Holy Spirit is moving now. Reformation is built on revolution and courageous gambling on the love of God. And today, I probably don't have to tell you that the world is desperate for reformation. In the last few days, we have watched in collective horror as hateful rhetoric has become deadly action. A lone shooter out to shoot non-white people in a grocery store. When the civilian who had a gun and tried to stop him asked him, hey man, why are you doing this? He said, listen, I'm not gonna shoot whites. White don't sh doesn't shoot white, you're white. When a lunatic fueled by careless hatred attempted to assassinate political figures this week with, um, whom he disagrees with, and then there was the heartbreaking culmination yesterday with the slaughter of innocents in a Pittsburgh synagogue as they came to worship. The world is desperate for reformation. So we do not sit here today to congratulate ourselves on 500 years of Lutheranism. We sit here today to be set fire by the Holy Spirit of God to continue the revolution of God's love and allow our lives to be upended in any way necessary to bring the kingdom, to bring peace, to bring mercy, to bring inclusion, to bring love, to bring joy, and to bring hope. All of the things that even the smallest among us know that we need. Earlier this week, before any of this stuff went down, I wrote a sweet sermon about how being a Lutheran is one of the best things I've ever tried. And that's still true. But my faith will not be true to the Reformation unless it is also the most dangerous and life-giving thing that I have ever tried. The people in our Jeremiah text got an incredible mes message from God from the prophet. It was this, the way you have been doing things trying to create an us and them by jumping through the hoops and getting it all right by, by staying to the letter of the law, it's not working. It never has and it never will. It's bankrupt. So God has inscribed God's identity into your heart. You cannot scrub it off. You cannot cover it up. You can deny it, but you can never lose it. It is always there. Everyone belongs to God. 
And if someone rolls along and says, this is the only way to know the Lord, shut them down. They're lying. You belong. All of you, from the least to the greatest. This is the revolution of the Reformation that is still happening and that we as Lutherans get to proclaim with our red blouses and our strong voices and our radical, radical love and our unwillingness to settle for the status quo of hate and intolerance. Each of us is infused with God's love and our future lies in the promise of God. It's written on our hearts. There's nothing we can do about it. In order to walk in the revolution of reformation, we have to have the courage to live as though this were really true. To walk into the future where love triumphs over fear. That doesn't mean we're not going to be afraid. No, no. And we're not just talking little silly fears. Like this fear of arachnophobia. Sorry for those of you who are really scared of spiders. We don't have really any spiders here in the Pacific Northwest that are going to kill you. Or the fear of public speaking, those things, those fears that people have. Or fear of enclosed spaces, I've got that. I'm total, I'm claustrophobic. None of those little fears that are, um, that sort of nag at us. No, these, these are fears that are, that are pretty, pretty real. No one, nowhere is safe anymore, right? Not elementary schools. Not churches or synagogues or mosques. Not grocery stores, not movie theaters, not concerts or gas stations. So there will be some hard fear, right? Wouldn't it be easier to just stay here and wear our red? Have good, strong coffee after the service and happy Reformation Day. But as we walk forward and love people when it is hard and stand up for the hurting and actively work against hatred with our radical love, hospitality, and inclusion, when we take the time to really listen to people who are different from us, which is probably one of the most revolutionary things we can do, and love them, we will be filled and emboldened by the power of the Holy Spirit If we want to see what it looks like to live in the revolution of Reformation, all we need to do is look at the life of Jesus, who showed us the way to reach out to the hurting, to reject the status quo, to literally upend the marketplace where people were being oppressed, who looked at the laws of the religious authority and said, yeah, no thanks and showed us the way to live in the pattern of death and resurrection. Jesus shows us how to be free, how to be victorious, and the way to embrace the way of life that is life. By suffering and not trying to avoid it. By being with people who are different from us and not caring what anyone else thinks. By reconciling to others when it is hard. By not being afraid, even of death, because we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God that sets us free. Church, I have not always been a Lutheran, as most of you know. 
I was raised in a different tradition, in a tradition where I was taught that in order to belong, I had to jump through certain hoops, that I had to say certain words. I was not taught that it was inscribed on my heart, but I felt that to be true from the time I was very small. Because the message of Jesus prevails over all of that. Even as I sat in those Sunday school classrooms and it was taught that I had to say certain words, I felt the love of Jesus wash over me. God's love is strong and it's revolutionary. And my fundamentalist upbringing did not have all of the rights to getting it wrong. The Lutheran church, as much as we proclaim it rah-rah today, has gotten it wrong too. The Lutheran tradition has caused many pain to a lot of people, as individuals and corporately. The church has been wrong, this individual church has been wrong, and we will be wrong again. We will mess up, we will hurt others, we will have trouble forgiving. We will not have arrived, even though God's love letter is written on our hearts, and the resurrection of Jesus is, is, is fact. Our simultaneously sinner and saint selves will fall and fail as much as we get it right. So how today, with this world in need of revolution, with this church who has failed sometimes and gotten it right sometimes, with these people who are sinners and saints all at the same time, because i got to be honest with y'all, I love you, you know that. But if we were going to go down with a rumble right now, this would not be the crew that I would choose. <laughs> I think y'all are great. But this would not be the crew that I would choose. But thankfully, we are not setting out to hurt, but to heal. We are not aiming to break, but to bind together. We're not moving forward toward winning, but toward belonging. And for that, y'all are perfect recruits. People that mess up. People that do incredible good. People that love well. People that have a few problems. <clears throat> you were made for this. God's love is written on your hearts. No one can take that away. And you get to recognize that same incredible love in others and call it forward. And you can live in it. This last week I went to the funeral of one of my dad's best friends. And it was in my hometown which I hadn't visited for six years since my parents sold their house there. The funeral was held in a church from the denomination that ever so politely asked me to please not allow the door to hit me on the way out four years ago. So there were a lot of feelings about that visit, a lot of fear of those feelings, nervousness about the depth of pain and grief, fear about rejection and resentment from the place where I'd grown up, the place that taught me about Jesus. But I asked for lots of prayers. And I went. And I have to tell you that it was a really joyful day. The pain that I felt walking into the home that my parents built when I was six months old was intermingled with the beautiful and tangible memories of the happiness that we shared there and the new family that lives there now. And uh, God um, was so gracious to me because when I went to my old church, of course, everyone was, was super loving and welcoming, but one woman in particular grabbed me, and she is legally blind, so she held me really close to her face. 
She's, she wasn't when I was young, but she is now. She held me really close to her face, and I said, it's Bethany. She said, oh, Bethany, I'm so glad you're here. She said, honey, I know this must be hard for you to be here today in this church, but I want you to know that you are so loved. This is the revolution of the Holy Spirit. It's grabbing someone so close and just telling them that they're loved and belong. To know the history and to speak truth and hope anyway. These revolutionary moments of proclaiming love and inclusion, they change things. God's love is free and abundant and it's ours to live in. It's written on our hearts. It's ours to sling around like it's free anytime, anywhere, because it is. We are free. Free to love people like that. Free from the expectations of others. Free even from the idea of expectations from God. Free from belonging to anything over and above our belonging to God. Free from the doom of the darkness that we see around us. Free indeed. So today, as we celebrate Reformation, we are invited to proclaim to the darkness, Enough! Our children deserve better. The future deserves better. We are invited to step up to the hate and anger and lies and bigotry and show another way. We are Lutherans. We are reforming. We are led by the Spirit of God, and it does not end with us wearing red today. We are just getting started. Yes. Amen. Today is Reformation Sunday. It is our rah-rah celebrate Lutheranism Sunday. We, a lot of us, are wearing the team colors, which is red on this day, to represent the Holy Spirit. And we recognize the Spirit's disruptive guidance and commit to be carried along for this beautiful ride. But today, to simply say, yay us, does not seem appropriate. To sit comfortably in our red, and be grateful that in the 1500s, a priest named Martin Luther started an avalanche of reform with his famous 95 Theses. It just doesn't seem quite right today. We don't, after all, celebrate something that is only in the past with Reformation. As we talked with the kids, if we're, if we're really Lutherans and we believe that we're an ever-reforming people, we would embrace what it means to be reforming now. We would celebrate the way that the Holy Spirit is moving now. Reformation is built on revolution and courageous gambling on the love of God. And today, I probably don't have to tell you that the world is desperate for reformation. In the last few days, we have watched in collective horror as hateful rhetoric has become deadly action. A lone shooter out to shoot non-white people in a grocery store. When the civilian who had a gun and tried to stop him asked him, hey man, why are you doing this? He said, listen, I'm not gonna shoot whites. White don't sh doesn't shoot white, you're white. When a lunatic fueled by careless hatred attempted to assassinate political figures this week, um, whom he disagrees with, 
And then there was the heartbreaking culmination yesterday with the slaughter of innocents in a Pittsburgh synagogue as they came to worship. The world is desperate for reformation. So we do not sit here today to congratulate ourselves on 500 years of Lutheranism. We sit here today to be set fire by the Holy Spirit of God to continue the revolution of God's love and allow our lives to be upended in any way necessary to bring the kingdom, to bring peace, to bring mercy, to bring inclusion, to bring love, to bring joy, and to bring hope. All of the things that even the smallest among us know that we need. Earlier this week, before any of this stuff went down, I wrote a sweet sermon about how being a Lutheran is one of the best things I've ever tried. And that's still true. But my faith will not be true to the Reformation unless it is also the most dangerous and life-giving thing that I have ever tried. The people in our Jeremiah text got an incredible message from God from the prophet. It was this. The way you have been doing things, trying to create an us and them by jumping through the hoops and getting it all right by by staying to the letter of the law, it's not working. It never has and it never will. It's bankrupt. So God has inscribed God's identity into your heart. You cannot scrub it off. You cannot cover it up. You can deny it, but you can never lose it. It is always there. Everyone belongs to God. And if someone rolls along and says, this is the only way to know the Lord, shut them down. They're lying. You belong. All of you, from the least to the greatest. This is the revolution of the Reformation that is still happening and that we as Lutherans get to proclaim with our red blouses and our strong voices and our radical radical love and our unwillingness to settle for the status quo of hate and intolerance. Each of us is infused with God's love and our future lies in the promise of God. It's written on our hearts. There's nothing we can do about it. In order to walk in the revolution of reformation, we have to have the courage to live as though this were really true. To walk into the future where love triumphs over fear, that doesn't mean we're not going to be afraid. No, no. And we're not just talking little silly fears like this fear of arachnophobia. Sorry for those of you who are really scared of spiders. We don't have really any spiders here in the Pacific Northwest that are going to kill you. Or the fear of public speaking, those things, those fears that people have. Or fear of enclosed spaces, I've got that. I'm total, I'm claustrophobic. None of those little fears that are, um, that sort of nag at us. No, these, these are fears that are, that are pretty, pretty real. No one, nowhere is safe anymore, right? Not elementary schools. Not churches or synagogues or mosques. Not grocery stores, not movie theaters, not concerts or gas stations. 
So there will be some hard fear, right? Wouldn't it be easier to just stay here and wear our red? Have good, strong coffee after the service and happy Reformation Day. But as we walk forward and love people when it is hard and stand up for the hurting and actively work against hatred with our radical love, hospitality, and inclusion, when we take the time to really listen to people who are different from us, which is probably one of the most revolutionary things we can do, and love them, we will be filled and emboldened by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. If we want to see what it looks like to live in the revolution of Reformation, all we need to do is look at the life of Jesus, who showed us the way to reach out to the hurting, to reject the status quo, to literally upend the marketplace where people were being oppressed, who looked at the laws of the religious authority and said, yeah, no thanks, and showed us the way to live in the pattern of death and resurrection. Jesus shows us how to be free, how to be victorious, and the way to embrace the way of life that is life. By suffering and not trying to avoid it, by being with people who are different from us and not caring what anyone else thinks, by reconciling to others when it is hard, by not being afraid even of death because we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God that sets us free. Church, I have not always been a Lutheran, as most of you know. I was raised in a different tradition, in a tradition where I was taught that in order to belong, I had to jump through certain hoops, that I had to say certain words. I was not taught that it was inscribed on my heart, but I felt that to be true from the time I was very small, because the message of Jesus prevails over all of that. Even as I sat in those Sunday school classrooms and it was taught that I had to say certain words, I felt the love of Jesus wash over me. God's love is strong, and it's revolutionary. And my fundamentalist upbringing did not have all of the rights to getting it wrong. The Lutheran Church, as much as we proclaim it rah-rah today, has gotten it wrong too. The Lutheran tradition has caused many pain to a lot of people. As individuals and corporately, the church has been wrong. This individual church has been wrong, and we will be wrong again. We will mess up. We will hurt others. We will have trouble forgiving. We will not have arrived, even though God's love letter is written on our hearts, and the resurrection of Jesus is, is, is fact. Our simultaneously sinner and saint selves will fall and fail as much as we get it right. So how today, with this world in need of revolution, with this church who has failed sometimes and gotten it right sometimes, with these people who are sinners and saints all at the same time. Because i got to be honest with y'all. I love you. You know that. But if we were going to go down with a rumble right now, this would not be the crew that I would choose. <laughs> I think y'all are great. But this would not be the crew that I would choose. But thankfully... We are not setting out to hurt, but to heal.
We are not aiming to break, but to bind together. We're not moving forward toward winning, but toward belonging. And for that, y'all are perfect recruits. People that mess up. People that do incredible good. People that love well. People that have a few problems. <clears throat> you were made for this. God's love is written on your hearts. No one can take that away. And you get to recognize that same incredible love in others and call it forward, and you can live in it. This last week, I went to the funeral of one of my dad's best friends, and it was in my hometown, which I hadn't visited for six years since my parents sold their house there. The funeral was held in a church from the denomination that ever so politely asked me to please not allow the door to hit me on the way out four years ago. So there were a lot of feelings about that visit, a lot of fear of those feelings, nervousness about the depth of pain and grief, fear about rejection and resentment from the place where I'd grown up, the place that taught me about Jesus. But I asked for lots of prayers, and I went. And I have to tell you that it was a really joyful day. The pain that I felt walking into the home that my parents built when I was six months old was intermingled with the beautiful and tangible memories of the happiness that we shared there and the new family that lives there now. And uh, God um, was so gracious to me because when I went to my old church, of course everyone was, was super loving and welcoming, but one woman in particular grabbed me and she is legally blind, so she held me really close to her face. She's, she wasn't when I was young, but she is now. She held me really close to her face, and I said, it's Bethany. She said, oh, Bethany, I'm so glad you're here. She said, honey, I know this must be hard for you to be here today in this church, but I want you to know that you are so loved. This is the revolution of the Holy Spirit. It's grabbing someone so close and just telling them that they're loved and belong. To know the history and to speak truth and hope anyway. These revolutionary moments of proclaiming love and inclusion, they change things. God's love is free and abundant and it's ours to live in. It's written on our hearts. It's ours to sling around like it's free anytime, anywhere, because it is. We are free. Free to love people like that. Free from the expectations of others. Free even from the idea of expectations from God. Free from belonging to anything over and above our belonging to God. Free from the doom of the darkness that we see around us. Free indeed. So today, as we celebrate Reformation, we are invited to proclaim to the darkness, Enough! Our children deserve better. The future deserves better. We are invited to step up to the hate and anger and lies and bigotry and show another way. We are Lutherans. We are reforming. We are led by the Spirit of God, and it does not end with us wearing red today. We are just getting started. Yes. Amen. Today is Reformation Sunday.
It is our rah-rah Celebrate Lutheranism Sunday. We, a lot of us, are wearing the team colors, which is red on this day, to represent the Holy Spirit. And we recognize the Spirit's disruptive guidance and commit to be carried along for this beautiful ride. But today, to simply say, yay us, does not seem appropriate. To sit comfortably in our red and be grateful that in the 1500s, a priest named Martin Luther started an avalanche of reform with his famous 95 Theses, it just doesn't seem quite right today. We don't, after all, celebrate something that is only in the past with Reformation. As we talked with the kids, if we're, if we're really Lutherans and we believe that we are an ever-reforming people, we would embrace what it means to be reforming now. We would celebrate the way that the Holy Spirit is moving now. Reformation is built on revolution and courageous gambling on the love of God. And today, I probably don't have to tell you that the world is desperate for reformation. In the last few days, we have watched in collective horror as hateful rhetoric has become deadly action. A lone shooter out to shoot non-white people in a grocery store. When the civilian who had a gun and tried to stop him asked him, hey man, why are you doing this? He said, listen, I'm not going to shoot whites. White don't sh doesn't shoot white. You're white. When a lunatic fueled by careless hatred attempted to assassinate political figures this week, with, um, whom he disagrees with, and then there was the heartbreaking culmination yesterday with the slaughter of innocents in a Pittsburgh synagogue as they came to worship. The world is desperate for reformation. So we do not sit here today to congratulate ourselves on 500 years of Lutheranism. We sit here today to be set fire by the Holy Spirit of God to continue the revolution of God's love and allow our lives to be upended in any way necessary to bring the kingdom, to bring peace, to bring mercy, to bring inclusion, to bring love, to bring joy, and to bring hope. All of the things that even the smallest among us know that we need. Earlier this week, before any of this stuff went down, I wrote a sweet sermon about how being a Lutheran is one of the best things I've ever tried. And that's still true. But my faith will not be true to the Reformation unless it is also the most dangerous and life-giving thing that I have ever tried. The people in our Jeremiah text got an incredible mes message from God from the prophet. It was this, the way you have been doing things trying to create an us and them by jumping through the hoops and getting it all right by, by staying to the letter of the law. It's not working. It never has and it never will. It's bankrupt. So God has inscribed God's identity into your heart. You cannot scrub it off. You cannot cover it up. You can deny it, but you can never lose it. It is always there. Everyone belongs to God. And if someone rolls along and says, 
This is the only way to know the Lord. Shut them down. They're lying. You belong. All of you, from the least to the greatest. This is the revolution of the Reformation that is still happening and that we as Lutherans get to proclaim with our red blouses and our strong voices and our radical, radical love and our unwillingness to settle for the status quo of hate and intolerance. Each of us is infused with God's love and our future lies in the promise of God. It's written on our hearts. There's nothing we can do about it. In order to walk in the revolution of reformation, we have to have the courage to live as though this were really true. To walk into the future where love triumphs over fear. That doesn't mean we're not going to be afraid. No, no. And we're not just talking little silly fears. Like this fear of arachnophobia. Sorry for those of you who are really scared of spiders. We don't have really any spiders here in the Pacific Northwest that are going to kill you. Or the fear of public speaking, those things, those fears that people have. Or fear of enclosed spaces, I've got that. I'm total, I'm claustrophobic. None of those little fears that are, um, that sort of nag at us. No, these, these are fears that are, that are pretty, pretty real. No one, nowhere is safe anymore, right? Not elementary schools. Not churches or synagogues or mosques. Not grocery stores, not movie theaters, not concerts or gas stations. So there will be some hard fear, right? Wouldn't it be easier to just stay here and wear our red? Have good, strong coffee after the service and happy Reformation Day. But as we walk forward and love people when it is hard and stand up for the hurting and actively work against hatred with our radical love, hospitality, and inclusion, when we take the time to really listen to people who are different from us, which is probably one of the most revolutionary things we can do, and love them, we will be filled and emboldened by the power of the Holy Spirit If we want to see what it looks like to live in the revolution of Reformation, all we need to do is look at the life of Jesus, who showed us the way to reach out to the hurting, to reject the status quo, to literally upend the marketplace where people were being oppressed, who looked at the laws of the religious authority and said, yeah, no thanks and showed us the way to live in the pattern of death and resurrection. Jesus shows us how to be free, how to be victorious, and the way to embrace the way of life that is life. By suffering and not trying to avoid it. By being with people who are different from us and not caring what anyone else thinks. By reconciling to others when it is hard. By not being afraid, even of death, because we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God that sets us free. Church, I have not always been a Lutheran, as most of you know. I was raised in a different tradition, 
in a tradition where I was taught that in order to belong, I had to jump through certain hoops, that I had to say certain words. I was not taught that it was inscribed on my heart, but I felt that to be true from the time I was very small. Because the message of Jesus prevails over all of that. Even as I sat in those Sunday school classrooms and it was taught that I had to say certain words, I felt the love of Jesus wash over me. God's love is strong and it's revolutionary. And my fundamentalist upbringing did not have all of the rights to getting it wrong. The Lutheran church, as much as we proclaim it rah-rah today, has gotten it wrong too. The Lutheran tradition has caused many pain to a lot of people, as individuals and corporately. The church has been wrong, this individual church has been wrong, and we will be wrong again. We will mess up, we will hurt others, we will have trouble forgiving. We will not have arrived, even though God's love letter is written on our hearts, and the resurrection of Jesus is, is, is fact. Our simultaneously sinner and saint selves will fall and fail as much as we get it right. So how today, with this world in need of revolution, with this church who has failed sometimes and gotten it right sometimes, with these people who are sinners and saints all at the same time, because i got to be honest with y'all, I love you, you know that. But if we were going to go down with a rumble right now, this would not be the crew that I would choose. <laughs> I think y'all are great. But this would not be the crew that I would choose. But thankfully, we are not setting out to hurt, but to heal. We are not aiming to break, but to bind together. We're not moving forward toward winning, but toward belonging. And for that, y'all are perfect recruits. People that mess up. People that do incredible good. People that love well. People that have a few problems. <clears throat> you were made for this. God's love is written on your hearts. No one can take that away. And you get to recognize that same incredible love in others and call it forward. And you can live in it. This last week I went to the funeral of one of my dad's best friends. And it was in my hometown which I hadn't visited for six years since my parents sold their house there. The funeral was held in a church from the denomination that ever so politely asked me to please not allow the door to hit me on the way out four years ago. So there were a lot of feelings about that visit, a lot of fear of those feelings, nervousness about the depth of pain and grief, fear about rejection and resentment from the place where I'd grown up, the place that taught me about Jesus. But I asked for lots of prayers. And I went. And I have to tell you that it was a really joyful day. The pain that I felt walking into the home that my parents built when I was six months old was intermingled with the beautiful and tangible memories of the happiness that we shared there and the new family that lives there now. And uh, God um, was so gracious to me because when I went to my old church, of course, everyone was, was super loving and welcoming, but one woman in particular grabbed me, and she is legally blind, so she held me really close to her face. She's, she wasn't when I was young, but she is now. She held me really close to her face, and I said, it's Bethany. She said, oh, Bethany, 
I'm so glad you're here. She said, honey, I know this must be hard for you to be here today in this church, but I want you to know that you are so loved. This is the revolution of the Holy Spirit. It's grabbing someone so close and just telling them that they're loved and belong. To know the history and to speak truth and hope anyway. These revolutionary moments of proclaiming love and inclusion, they change things. God's love is free and abundant and it's ours to live in. It's written on our hearts. It's ours to sling around like it's free anytime, anywhere, because it is. We are free. Free to love people like that. Free from the expectations of others. Free even from the idea of expectations from God. Free from belonging to anything over and above our belonging to God. Free from the doom of the darkness that we see around us. Free indeed. So today, as we celebrate Reformation, we are invited to proclaim to the darkness, Enough! Our children deserve better. The future deserves better. We are invited to step up to the hate and anger and lies and bigotry and show another way. We are Lutherans. We are reforming. We are led by the Spirit of God, and it does not end with us wearing red today. We are just getting started. Yes. Amen. Today is Reformation Sunday. It is our rah-rah celebrate Lutheranism Sunday. We, a lot of us, are wearing the team colors, which is red on this day, to represent the Holy Spirit. And we recognize the Spirit's disruptive guidance and commit to be carried along for this beautiful ride. But today, to simply say, yay us, does not seem appropriate. To sit comfortably in our red and be grateful that in the 1500s, a priest named Martin Luther started an avalanche of reform with his famous 95 Theses, it just doesn't seem quite right today. We don't, after all, celebrate something that is only in the past with Reformation. As we talked with the kids, if we're, if we're really Lutherans and we believe that we are an ever-reforming people, we would embrace what it means to be reforming now. We would celebrate the way that the Holy Spirit is moving now. Reformation is built on revolution and courageous gambling on the love of God. And today, I probably don't have to tell you that the world is desperate for reformation. In the last few days, we have watched in collective horror as hateful rhetoric has become deadly action. A lone shooter out to shoot non-white people in a grocery store. When the civilian who had a gun and tried to stop him asked him, hey man, why are you doing this? He said, listen, I'm not going to shoot whites. White don't sh doesn't shoot white. You're white. When a lunatic fueled by careless hatred attempted to assassinate political figures this week, with, um, whom he disagrees with, and then there was the heartbreaking culmination yesterday 
with the slaughter of innocents in a Pittsburgh synagogue as they came to worship. The world is desperate for reformation. So we do not sit here today to congratulate ourselves on 500 years of Lutheranism. We sit here today to be set fire by the Holy Spirit of God to continue the revolution of God's love and allow our lives to be upended in any way necessary to bring the kingdom, to bring peace, to bring mercy, to bring inclusion, to bring love, to bring joy, and to bring hope. All of the things that even the smallest among us know that we need. Earlier this week, before any of this stuff went down, I wrote a sweet sermon about how being a Lutheran is one of the best things I've ever tried. And that's still true. But my faith will not be true to the Reformation unless it is also the most dangerous and life-giving thing that I have ever tried. The people in our Jeremiah text got an incredible message from God from the prophet. It was this. The way you have been doing things, trying to create an us and them by jumping through the hoops and getting it all right by, by staying to the letter of the law, it's not working. It never has and it never will. It's bankrupt. So God has inscribed God's identity into your heart. You cannot scrub it off. You cannot cover it up. You can deny it, but you can never lose it. It is always there. Everyone belongs to God. And if someone rolls along and says, this is the only way to know the Lord, shut them down. They're lying. You belong. All of you, from the least to the greatest. This is the revolution of the Reformation that is still happening, and that we as Lutherans get to proclaim with our red blouses, and our strong voices, and our radical, radical love, and our unwillingness to settle for the status quo of hate and intolerance. Each of us is infused with God's love, and our future lies in the promise of God. It's written on our hearts. There's nothing we can do about it. In order to walk in the revolution of reformation, we have to have the courage to live as though this were really true. To walk into the future where love triumphs over fear. That doesn't mean we're not going to be afraid. No, no. And we're not just talking little silly fears, like this fear of arachnophobia. Sorry for those of you who are really scared of spiders. We don't have really any spiders here in the Pacific Northwest that are going to kill you. Or the fear of public speaking, those things, those fears that people have. Or fear of enclosed spaces, I've got that. I'm total, I'm claustrophobic. None of those little fears that are, um, that sort of nag at us. No, these, these are fears that are, that are pretty, pretty real. No one, nowhere is safe anymore, right? Not elementary schools. Not churches or synagogues or mosques. Not grocery stores, not movie theaters, not concerts or gas stations. So there will be some hard fear, right? Wouldn't it be easier to just stay here and wear our red 
have good strong coffee after the service and happy Reformation Day. But as we walk forward and love people when it is hard and stand up for the hurting and actively work against hatred with our radical love, hospitality, and inclusion, when we take the time to really listen to people who are different from us, which is probably one of the most revolutionary things we can do, and love them, we will be filled and emboldened by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. If we want to see what it looks like to live in the revolution of Reformation, all we need to do is look at the life of Jesus, who showed us the way to reach out to the hurting, to reject the status quo, to literally upend the marketplace where people were being oppressed, who looked at the laws of the religious authority and said, yeah, no thanks, and showed us the way to live in the pattern of death and resurrection. Jesus shows us how to be free, how to be victorious, and the way to embrace the way of life that is life. By suffering and not trying to avoid it, by being with people who are different from us and not caring what anyone else thinks, by reconciling to others when it is hard, by not being afraid even of death because we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God that sets us free. Church, I have not always been a Lutheran, as most of you know. I was raised in a different tradition, in a tradition where I was taught that in order to belong, I had to jump through certain hoops, that I had to say certain words. I was not taught that it was inscribed on my heart, but I felt that to be true from the time I was very small, because the message of Jesus prevails over all of that. Even as I sat in those Sunday school classrooms and I was taught that I had to say certain words, I felt the love of Jesus wash over me. God's love is strong, and it's revolutionary. And my fundamentalist upbringing did not have all of the rights to getting it wrong. The Lutheran Church, as much as we proclaim it rah-rah today, has gotten it wrong too. The Lutheran tradition has caused many pain to a lot of people, as individuals and corporately. The church has been wrong, this individual church has been wrong, and we will be wrong again. We will mess up, we will hurt others, we will have trouble forgiving. We will not have arrived, even though God's love letter is written on our hearts, and the resurrection of Jesus is, is, is fact. Our simultaneously sinner and saint selves will fall and fail as much as we get it right. So how today, with this world in need of revolution, with this church who has failed sometimes and gotten it right sometimes, with these people who are sinners and saints all at the same time, because I gotta be honest with y'all, I love you, you know that, but if we were gonna go down with a rumble right now, this would not be the crew that I would choose. <laughs> I think y'all are great, but this would not be the crew that I would choose, but thankfully, we are not setting out to hurt, but to heal. We are not aiming to break, but to bind together. We're not moving forward toward winning, but toward
word belonging. And for that, y'all are perfect recruits. People that mess up. People that do incredible good. People that love well. People that have a few problems. <clears throat> you were made for this. God's love is written on your hearts. No one can take that away. And you get to recognize that same incredible love in others and call it forward, and you can live in it. This last week, I went to the funeral of one of my dad's best friends, and it was in my hometown, which I hadn't visited for six years since my parents sold their house there. The funeral was held in a church from the denomination that ever so politely asked me to please not allow the door to hit me on the way out four years ago. So there were a lot of feelings about that visit, a lot of fear of those feelings, nervousness about the depth of pain and grief, fear about rejection and resentment from the place where I'd grown up, the place that taught me about Jesus. But I asked for lots of prayers, and I went. And I have to tell you that it was a really joyful day. The pain that I felt walking into the home that my parents built when I was six months old was intermingled with the beautiful and tangible memories of the happiness that we shared there and the new family that lives there now. And uh, God um, was so gracious to me because when I went to my old church, of course everyone was, was super loving and welcoming, but one woman in particular grabbed me and she is legally blind, so she held me really close to her face. She's, she wasn't when I was young, but she is now. She held me really close to her face, and I said, it's Bethany. She said, oh, Bethany, I'm so glad you're here. She said, honey, I know this must be hard for you to be here today in this church, but I want you to know that you are so loved. This is the revolution of the Holy Spirit. It's grabbing someone so close and just telling them that they're loved and belong. To know the history and to speak truth and hope anyway. These revolutionary moments of proclaiming love and inclusion, they change things. God's love is free and abundant and it's ours to live in. It's written on our hearts. It's ours to sling around like it's free anytime, anywhere because it is. We are free. Free to love people like that. Free from the expectations of others. Free even from the idea of expectations from God. Free from belonging to anything over and above our belonging to God. Free from the doom of the darkness that we see around us. Free indeed. So today, as we celebrate Reformation, we are invited to proclaim to the darkness, Enough! Our children deserve better. The future deserves better. We are invited to step up to the hate and anger and lies and bigotry and show another way. We are Lutherans. We are reforming. We are led by the Spirit of God, and it does not end with us wearing red today. We are just getting started. Yes. Amen. <laughs>